1: giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the H.E.R.D. Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the H.E.R.D. at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching
0: H.E.R.D. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
3: Welcome in. This is the H.E.R.D. Colin Coward, along with seemingly a third of America, caught in some weather-related travel delays. So... I'll be with you throughout the afternoon. Massive show for us today. J-Mac's still here. J-Mac, well, here, you know, in spirit in New York, actually in Los Angeles. He was smart. He didn't travel over the holidays, so he is here with us. J-Mac, good to
4: see you as always, my friend. Yes, I had the people come to me, Nick. It was a smart move. Have them come to me. I don't go skiing like Cowherd. I don't know what the guy's doing. But he promises me via text, Nick, he will be wearing the hat backwards tomorrow. Miami Dolphins hat on the show.
3: Oh, that as he should. He yes. also, I think, should have to wear a Baker Mayfield jersey. But we will discuss Baker annihilating Collins' beloved Russell Wilson in what had to be just the worst-case scenario for him. We'll get into that. Also, I know the Packers won yesterday, J-Mac. I think they actually lost, and we can explain why we will get into that, and a a lot to do. The MVP race is done. We will touch on a bit of the NBA Christmas Day, even though the NFL has absolutely taken that corner from them, and of course, Tua, uh, pour one out for our friends on Speak, because this last month has not gone exactly great for the Tua fans out there, most notably my dear friends Joy Taylor and Emmanuel Acho, but we are going to start Of course, with the game of the weekend, probably had 25 million people watching it, if not more, Cowboys-Eagles. And the single best play of Dak Prescott's career, I think it beats the overtime touchdown pass against the Patriots last year, where he actually hurt his calf on that play, kind of running touchdown pass. It beats... What had some unbelievable throws in the playoff game, his rookie season against Green Bay, which I believe is the greatest game Dax ever played, even though it was a loss. The single best play of Dax's career, and maybe the signature win of Dax playoff, of Dax's career, 40 to 34 over the Philadelphia Eagles, not only locking up the playoffs, of course, because the Cowboys were locked for the playoffs before this game even started. Keeping the slim, slim. NFC East hopes alive, but more importantly, a statement for Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys that, all right, round one, you got us, but we didn't have Dak. Round two, we got you, but you didn't have Jalen. If we see each other in round three, we are ready. We can get sacked a half dozen times as Dak did yesterday. We can have a crushing turnover as Dak did yesterday, and we can still go hang 40 points. This game could have gone sideways so many times. And where I want to give Dak credit, and where if you're a Cowboys fan, you have to have an odd sense of optimism surrounding this team right now, is after throwing that pick six, when two weeks ago, He damn near gave away the Texans game with terrible interceptions. Last week, he did give away the Jags game with terrible interceptions. And then a couple days ago, with the whole country watching on Christmas Eve in the game of the week, he starts it off with a terrible interception. To respond to that by completing 14 straight passes, to respond to that by throwing for over 300 yards, getting his legs involved once again, looking like a young Dak, and completing that third and 30 to ultimately beat the Philadelphia Eagles gives you the real reason for optimism if you're a Cowboys fan, which is hold on. Have you seen the NFC quarterback roster? Hell, look at the Pro Bowl roster, which was Jalen, and deserved, but injured right now. And then Geno Smith and Kirk Cousins. And you look at the potential playoff quarterbacks. It's those three guys, throw in a Daniel Jones, potentially Taylor Heineke or Carson Wentz, depending on who they're going to go to there. You've got, obviously, Tom Brady, who we'll discuss later in the show, but is for the first time in his career looking his age. And then you have Dak Prescott. Oh, yeah, and Brock Purdy, a rookie seventh-rounder for the most talented roster in the league, but a rookie seventh-rounder. And then you have Dak Prescott, 29 years old, coming off a season when they had the highest-scoring offense in football, this year with the offensive line finally getting healthy, with a defense that while has been somewhat exposed over the last month, we know when it plays its A game has top five in the league uh, potential and, and has a guy in Micah Parsons who's going to finish, I believe, second in defensive player of the year voting. I think Joey Bosa, Nikki Bosa, pardon me, might have locked it up yesterday. And if he didn't lock it up yesterday, he probably should have. But you have top flight defenders at every single level. You are, oddly, right now, one of the healthier teams in the conference, and you are the the team that has been the conference juggernaut throughout the regular season. You've stared in the eye and hung 40 on them. And that is, so for the Dallas Cowboys, this is their moment. We know they're going to be the 5 seed. We know they're going to be on the road in week one because I don't think they're going 2-0 and Philly's going 0-2 down the stretch and all of a sudden they steal the division. Just give them the five seed. They're on the road in week one of the playoffs, either facing Sam Darnold or facing what's left of the Tampa Bay Bucks. A good opportunity, by the way, for revenge against the Bucks that week one 19-3 embarrassing defeat. And then, in all likelihood, the following round, you are either going to Minnesota... A team you beat 40 to 3 or round 3 against Philadelphia. And I don't know how anyone who's being fair and honest about the Cowboys can't say this is their best chance to go on a deep playoff run, the best chance they've had since Dak's rookie season, when they got snake bit by what was at the time still a prime Aaron Rodgers in an all-time game. This is a team that's well-documented, but has not been, forget a Super Bowl, to a conference championship game in more than a quarter century. The only teams in the conference with a longer conference championship game drought are the Sad Sack Lions and the embarrassing Washington Commanders, You know, but previously not that team, not that team name, Washington football team. This is – get rid of the Odell stuff. Get rid of all the nonsense surrounding Jerry Jones and just the actual football team. It's got a healthier now, very good offensive line. Two good running backs – C.D. Lamb's not a superstar receiver, but a legitimate one and a very and a receiving core that the rest of the guys from Brown, obviously Gallup, all of a sudden, dear God, that's T.Y. Hilton's music on the third and 30. A defense that can, even though it hasn't much the last month, get after the, the passer and a path in the NFC where you should have the quarterbacking edge in every game in the playoffs except for against Philadelphia, and we'll see. Because Jalen Hurts' injury is to his throwing shoulder. And Jalen Hurts doesn't play defense, and you scored 40 on him. So, listen, I am not the, the, the Cowboys super fan and the Cowboys super hater corners of sports media are well taken. I am neither. And that's probably, honestly, not great for the old brand. Yeah, you want – Cowboys got a lot of fans – And it's pretty smart business to either crush the Cowboys regularly or to pick them to go to the Super Bowl every year. I've done neither. I I, I went into this year pretty neutral on the Cowboys. But I actually think a team that for the majority of the last quarter century has been overrated because of the brand has somehow become sneakily underrated. And uh, they're going to go into the playoffs with – the most experienced quarterback in the conference, aside from the 45-year-old, with a roster that, is it the Eagles roster? No, but they just hung 40 on them, And in a position where I think they've got to feel about as good about their chances this year as they have any time in the last, like I said, 25 years. Now to Philadelphia. Lane Johnson It's being reported today is out at least the rest of the regular season, and that seems optimistic. They said that Schefter said a tendon uh, in his stomach is torn, so he's out at least the next couple weeks. We'll see. That would obviously be a devastating loss for them. And when you look at the top of the conference, which to me there's clearly – I think San Francisco's the best roster in the league. I think San Francisco right now has good claim. They are the best team in the league. They are certainly the hottest team in the league, but they have a rookie seventh rounder at quarterback. So you've got to have a yeah, but with them. I think they're the favorites. And when you look at how San Francisco and Philly would match up, if that were to be the NFC championship game, if Philly were to get there, I'm very confident San Francisco is going to get there. Can Philly harass the passer the way that they have made their, made their money all year against San Francisco, I don't know if they can. I don't know with Trent Williams, that offensive line, and most, most importantly, a diverse running attack that is going to try to keep you off balance the entire game and neutralize that pass rushers. I would be very nervous this morning if I were Philadelphia. I'd be very nervous that we're facing a potential round three against Dallas that I do not know if that bodes well for them. I'd be very nervous that Jalen Hurts, who had been playing obvious excellent football uh, up until his injury, how is he going to respond to coming off a throwing shoulder injury? And I'd be very nervous that the guy who over the last five years has been the best player on our team, which is an odd position to have your best player, but it was your, it, he was your best player, superstar right tackle Lane Johnson, that he's now done, at least for the regular season, if not longer. And I understand they had a backup quarterback in, and you're not going to kill him for losing that football game. But they were in a position where had they been able to hold on to that double-digit second-half lead – They'd have everything locked up with two weeks to go, and you can, if you want to get creative with it, you could have rested people this coming week in week 17 and then played your guys in week 18. That way you still got to remove one game of potential injury off the schedule, but you're not going to have the, the super long rest where you rest guys in week 18 and then you have the bye. Now you're not in that position. Now, if you want to be able to rest anybody, you got to win this week, and then you ask yourself the real question. Do we want Jalen to have not played in four weeks before the playoffs? And in the playoffs, who are we going to be facing in our first playoff game? Dallas for a round three, that doesn't seem that attractive. If Tampa were to upset Dallas... Listen, Tampa has a million flaws, but they are also the team that embarrassed this very Eagles team in the postseason last year. And if Tampa were to be playing you in round two, you know what that means? That somehow they've gotten something right, and it ultimately is Tom Brady. Philadelphia right now, to me, and I'm not trying to overreact to one game when they didn't have their quarterback, but they feel to me more likely to lose their first playoff game coming off the bye than they are to be the NFC representative in the Super Bowl. I think San Francisco would beat them, and I think Dallas has proven they absolutely can beat them. And Dallas is going to carry itself with that confidence. And if Tampa were to somehow be there, it feels weird because Philadelphia has been excellent all year, and Tampa even yesterday in the win looked terrible. I don't know if Philly would be so thrilled with facing Tom Brady and that Bucs team that made them look like they were that the NFL playoffs expanded too far last year in letting in a seven seed. One last thing on the Eagles and the alleged MVP race. So yesterday, when you saw Philadelphia's offense for the most part handle itself quite well. Now, Gardner, the three turnovers sounds awful when you watched them. One of them was a very tough luck pick. Another one of them was a missed handoff exchange. I I thought Gardner played fine, and those receivers are excellent. And there's a lot of ways Philadelphia can scheme guys open and can make potentially limited passers. Well, that guy looks awesome. Did anybody who was arguing the last few weeks that Jalen Hurts is the MVP feel at least a little foolish? As we have seen throughout this season, all year long, there has been one constant in the MVP race, and then a rotating cast of what about him? Going into the year, it was Mahomes, but Josh Allen's the favorite, and then Josh Allen continues a two-month-long slump, so he's out of it. Then briefly, it was Is Tua the MVP? As silly as that sounds right now. Well, they haven't lost a single game. He started and finished. Look at his numbers. Look at his passer rating. And then that went away, obviously. And then it was Jalen. And it was not only that Jalen, is he the MVP? He was the betting favorite. The betting favorite, even though everyone acknowledged Well, Philadelphia versus Kansas City. Philly's got the better offensive line. They have the better receivers. They have the better running game. They have the better defensive line. They have the better secondary. They have the better roster. So do they have the better quarterback? No, of course not. And now we're at a spot where I'm telling you this much. If Joe Burrow had continued the half he had in the first half into the second half, this morning the conversation would be, if Burrow beats the Bills, why isn't he the MVP? And the answer is, we can show you the numbers, because this guy's been the MVP all year, and it's not even close. He leads the league in yards. He leads the league in touchdowns. He leads the league in QBR. He's second in passer rating, and the person he's second to by four-tenths of a point is Tua. And listen, call me a hater. I'm going to go ahead and say Tua's not showing up on any ballots. But... We're not done, by the way. Here's a fun prediction before we uh, take a quick break. We're not done with the rotating cast of why isn't he the MVP? Josh Allen's played himself out of it. Burrow needed to finish super strong, and they almost blew that game. Jalen is hurt. Tua is playing terribly. So who's left? Mark, write it in stone. You're going to be scrolling Twitter or scrolling channels sometime over the next 96 hours, and this is going to be what's on the bottom line. Such and such says, if Justin Jefferson gets to 2,000 yards, why isn't he the MVP? And the answer is because the most talented player in the league is also having the best season, and his team also has the second most wins, and he's doing it with a hodgepodge receiving court. That's even more hodgepodge right now than at any point all year. Nobody seems to care, but did you guys know the Chiefs' starting running back has been on IR the last month, and the Chiefs' number one receiver has been on IR the last month? Missed six weeks each, I think. No, nobody cares, because it doesn't matter who's out there with them. It doesn't matter the circumstances. What we know is that guy is going to produce each and every week, and his team's winning, and he's doing it in what was supposed to be the hardest division ever, and he's doing it for the first time in his career kind of as an underdog. A real trendy pick to pick the Broncos or the Chargers or somebody to win the division. Instead, the Chiefs had it wrapped up right around Thanksgiving. He's the league MVP, and if we're being fair, it probably should be unanimous up top. 50 voters, 50 first-place votes should go to the best player in football, his first league MVP since his first year as a starter. Why the Bucks? still should scare you a bit. We'll do that next, and eventually we'll get to why I think the Packers made a big, big mistake over the last few weeks and what's happening with Tua. It's all next. Nick Writing for
0: Colin on The Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours.
0: And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel
4: perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
3: Welcome back in. Nick writing for Colin on the Herd. We'll get to j Mack in the news in just a moment. Also, by the way, even though I'm hosting the show, still going to be on First Things First, but uh, later this afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern is when that starts. And we'll talk a little LeBron at some point today as he continues a record-setting streak that nobody cares about because the Lakers are that terrible. However, speaking of other goats, Tom Brady and the Bucks. I have been amazed that we are oddly in a place where I am one of the only people in the media that seems to still be afraid of Tampa. Now, maybe it's because I, you know, I wrote Tom Brady off for dead. Was it five years ago? I don't know. He's won a couple Super Bowls since I said he was cooked. And so maybe I end one of those Super Bowls was at the expense of my very hometown team in a dominating performance his first year with Tampa. So maybe – I am, you know, 11 times bitten, twice shy, maybe. However, and Tampa looked terrible yesterday, and Tom looked bad the whole game, and yet I can't be the only person who was watching that game and saw Tampa down 10 in the fourth and still was like, yeah, they'll probably win. They're not down three scores, and if they're not down three scores, the other team is going to be mind-melded by this guy, going to make just enough mistakes, and Tampa's going to do just enough to squeak by, and that's, of course, what happened. And I know I get it. Brady, for the first time in his career, looks old. And last night, notwithstanding, they don't run the ball well. And they have a lot of names without a lot of production. And the offensive line is banged up. I understand all of that. But, honest question here as we know Dallas is probably going to be the five seed, if you let Dallas choose, you can go to Tampa, who's going to be nine and eight at best, maybe eight and nine, win that division, or to Minnesota. Which might finish fourteen and three, honestly, who do you think Dallas is choosing? Minnesota's as I mentioned, they won another crazy game this weekend, uh, and they're le- they're twelve and three. right now, this moment, if I were to tell you, one of these two teams is in the NFC title game, Bucks or Vikings. Are you really picking the bu- or the Vikings? Tampa has. Some obvious solves to make the def- the offense functional, and the defense is still quite good. Solve number one is continue to get healthier, which they are, and that's on both sides of the ball. Vita Vea should be back. Well, the offensive line should be is getting healthier as we speak. Should be healthier for the playoffs. Solve number two. Stop treating Leonard Fournette like he's your number one running back. Rashad White has been better every time he's had a chance to touch the ball. I know Brady loves Fournette, seems like balls and left-witch like Fournette. I don't know why. Go with Rashad White. Solve number three is the most interesting one, which is Tom Brady no longer holds onto the ball in the pocket in the face of pressure and delivers balls downfield. Is that something he is doing because he's 45 years old and must be healthy for the playoffs? And in the playoffs, is he going to stand in and take punishment? If he is, that offense instantly changes. And the fourth thing, and this is easier said than done, is just keep the games close. I think Dallas could go to the Super Bowl. Dallas should, in that playoff game, blow the Bucks out. But even the biggest Bucs skeptic this year, I feel like, has to admit to themselves, if that is an eight-point game or less in the fourth quarter, who do you think that favors? With Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott on one side and Tom Brady and his 20 years of not only fourth quarter comebacks, but other teams just doing some of the dumbest things you can possibly imagine against, him. you know, when he's on the sideline, their offense running out of bounds, whether it's Mark Ingram or the various things we've seen all year. So I, I am not going to step on this Tom Brady rake again. It's easy to write him off right now. It's easy to write the Bucks off right now. But folks have been trying to convince me all year they might not win that division Oh, Carolina's, Carolina's not dangerous. And Tampa, as bad as they've been, is going to go into the playoffs on a three-game winning streak. They won last night in ugly fashion. They're going to beat Carolina this coming week, and then they'll beat Atlanta with whatever Atlanta's doing with Desmond Ritter in week 18. And all of a sudden, they will be, what would they be in round one? Six-and-a-half point home dogs to the Dallas Cowboys? Scary game. I guarantee you Dallas would rather be going to Minnesota and playing a 13-win Vikings team than going to Tampa and playing an 8- or 9-win Tom Brady Bucks team. Here's Jason with the news. No, 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 no.
4: Turn on the news.
3: This is the
4: Herdline News. All right, Nick, so we got three big stories, but this is breaking. I'm going off script literally in the last 30 seconds, Nick. Mike White has been cleared to play for the Jets uh-huh. in Seattle this week. Let's go! I'm trying to contain the excitement. Yeah. Jets in Seattle. All right, let's get to the stories. No, this no, no. Literally real quick, happened, hold on,
3: This is important for your it's life, fine. Do man. Do you want to fire You're something on fan. it? Go ahead. Just, just real quick, I just want to give you the floor. Mike, Mike White, White in Seattle is against is clearly Gino their best Smith. option. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's exciting. I didn't even think about the Geno Smith part of it. Oh, yeah. But you guys are all of a sudden alive.
4: Well, all of a sudden. Were, were we are de- definitely alive. We just got to win out. You're alive. And we need Miami to beat New England this week. But uh, Tua is the quarterback still. Yeah. So, not feeling great yeah, about that All see, right. Let's get to the first well, story here, Nick. Congrats to you. Go ahead. Thank you, buddy. Uh, we'll go with the Green Bay Packers. Whew, yeah. Man. Down 20-10 to 10 at halftime. And then they basically watched Tua vomit all over himself in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Three interceptions. I, you know, it was Christmas, Nick, so I didn't go off on Tua. I felt a little bad for him. Miami Dolphins fans have been in my mentions for like six months because I've been just saying Tua's not an NFL starter. He's not very good. Listen, I, I don't want to make this about Tua. Again, it's Christmas week. We're in a good spirit. We're feeling happy. Yeah. So let's make it about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is happy to be back in the playoff mix.
2: I'd like to be, you know, 10-5, and 11-4. <laughs> but considering uh, where we were a few weeks ago, a lot has happened in our favor. All the games that need to go a certain way win a certain way. Now there's obviously much, uh, much left, but again, we're going to be, we played meaningful games in December. We won all three of those. Now we're playing meaningful games in January and we got to win those.
4: So. So, I, I, listen, I don't want to make Jamie. too much of this, but this felt like a layup, Nick. If you've watched any NFL, you know is not a very good quarterback. Totally shut down in the second half. This loss for Miami essentially opens up. Do they make a run at Lamar Jackson, who is from Florida and really wants to be there? Do they make a run wow. at Jimmy G, who pairs with wow. LaFleur? Uh, I'm sorry, not LaFleur. McDaniel quite well. Like, listen, I'm sorry Tua just doesn't look like the guy. Ask for okay. the Packers. Nick, real quick. Christian Watson, hip injury. We don't know his status going forward. Now, I know Rodgers completed passes to 10 different receivers. They've got some talent, but Watson is clearly their number one. That will hurt going forward. Green Bay has Minnesota and Detroit to close out. So they're kind of live in in a terrible NFC.
3: Listen, I believe Green Bay is fool's gold. I think they have made a massive mistake not acknowledging that this season isn't going anywhere and using it as a way to let Jordan Love play. And we can discuss that more later in the show. But you clearly want to crush Tua. And you know what, J-Mac? I'm here for it. Listen, I'm here for it, buddy. I'm with you. Here's the deal. (laughs) I said before the year that I didn't think Tua would be the starting quarterback for the Dolphins week one of 2023. I no longer think that. I do think that he has played well enough prior to the last month to where they are not going to make a drastic move at the quarterback position, but I think they should. Yeah, and I think it is categorically insane the number of otherwise smart media members that were tricking themselves into thinking oh, it's not just that he's a starter, he's great. Look at what he does to defenses with his eyes. You had these two anon folks that were acting like he was reinventing the quarterback position. And I give you credit, I give Cowherd credit, and if I may say so myself, I give myself credit for not wavering. Because it became very trendy for folks to be like, oh, this guy who kept getting benched for Ryan Fitzpatrick, whose team wanted Deshaun Watson, and then they wanted Tom Brady. Actually, he's great. Turns out he's awesome. He's not undersized and a little under-athletic with a little bit of a weak arm. And those picks, Jason, one of the reasons I can't buy into the Packers, I didn't think the Packers played great yesterday. It's not like, oh, that's vintage Aaron Rodgers through for three-fifth. No. Miami handed them that game. I thought Miami actually – Miami impressed me with how they ran the ball against Buffalo, and I do think – sorry for your Jets. I do think Miami's going to get that seventh playoff spot. I don't think they're going to full-on collapse. But 8-3 and three to this is a disaster. And it does make you question Tua moving forward. It has You know,
4: Tua is an easy story to root for. You know, like an undersized guy, you know, where he's from, yeah. going to Alabama, coming in in the national championship game. Like, I like Tua. He looks like a nice human. If he were my neighbor, We'd be boys. I'd probably no. pick up his mail when he was out of town. I wouldn't do that for a quarterback like Daniel Jones, but I digress. I'm just sure. saying, I like Tua. He's a really nice kid. I'm rooting for him. But as a Jets fan, like I-, I can't get behind him, and I don't think he's great. He looked like a choke artist out there yesterday. Just fourth quarter, game on the line. He had a great first half. It just went sour for him quickly. I went do believe quick. the Jets in week-, week 18 beat Miami, obviously, get in the playoffs, and then I'm going to be insufferable here on the show if I'm It'd not already. Let's move on. On yeah, to the next story. Oh, here we go. This was a Christmas miracle. The Raiders. 201 yards of total offense in a 13-10 loss to the Steelers. I gave out the Steelers on my podcast as my best bet of the week. It hit late thanks to Mr. Pickett. Josh Jacobs, though, for the Raiders. Worst game of the season, 50 scrimmage yards. And here's what <laughs> Josh Jacobs, not happy after the loss. Uh. And it's, and, and it's on us, you know, uh, everybody wanted, you know, talk about the defense, but they, they made their stops when they were supposed to. We got to help them out. And, you know, I'm tired of saying we got to help them out. It's just frustrating. So I'm tired of dealing with this. Like, every day I come here and bust my ass. Uh, I, see, I see the guys, you know, bust their ass, and, you know, and the result is not there. And, you know, For me, the last four years, the result hasn't been there. And uh, quite frankly, I don't know what else to do. Hey, Nick, if we're going to crush Tua, if we're going to crush Zach Wilson for Thursday night, and he should be crushed, uh, Derek Carr, another guy easy to root for, Boy, what a Christmas nightmare. He was it, awful in Pittsburgh. Now, I know it was cold, awful. and he did not perform well in the game and cold. historically has been cold. terrible in cold weather games. But Derek Carr was an abomination. You can see the Josh McDaniels' marriage with him ending. Uh, they can, uh, contractually, right. they can get out of Carr's deal. I, for I think for sure like he's gone. like $5
3: bucks. If yep. you look
4: at Tom Brady and, in Tampa, that doesn't look like a good marriage with Byron Lefwich. I've said it here. Tom Brady to Vegas Derek Carr I don't oh. know where he lands if the Jets could be in the mix but I don't know that I want him he's been that bad this year
3: so I think it surprised people the league leader in interceptions Derek Carr at 14 handful of guys at 13 including everyone's fake MVP Josh Allen but Derek Carr is the league leader at 14 and I mean Josh Jacobs didn't have a good game he went into that game Jason with almost 1,500 rushing yards this is what is so wild if you're a Raiders fan Jacobs having a career year Devontae's been really good it's not like oh we got Devontae Adams and he's been a bum he hasn't gotten as many opportunities, maybe, as people had hoped, but when he's gotten them, he's been good. But they they have a clear hard ceiling at the quarterback spot in a conference where you can't have that. So I, listen, I, I you know I watched the show and you've been big on that the Raiders might move on from Derek Carr. I think you're on to something there. I personally don't think Josh McDaniel's an NFL head coach, but that's neither they're not gonna move on from him because evidently the owner doesn't have the cash on hand to be paying out all these coaches. like an odd spot to be on an NFL team. You can't pay out the coach. But, yeah, listen, the Raiders were a trendy pick of oh, They added Chandler Jones. They added Devontae Adams. They made the playoffs last year. No, they're just going to finish... Last or second last in the AFC West as they do most years, and this is another year like that. We got one more story? Yeah,
4: one more. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, uh, 27-24 victory over the Giants. I didn't watch too much of this game because the Giants are borderline unwatchable. Justin Jefferson was phenomenal, and they won it, the Vikings did, on a 61-yarder by Greg Joseph. And if you've watched any Vikings games this year, you know Greg Joseph is not a very good kicker. For him to make that from 61, that's a Christmas gift to himself. Vikings now, just a staggering 11-0 in one-score games. As a reminder to people, I'm giving out free gambling advice. One-score games usually flip year to year. Go look at the teams from last year, Tennessee Titans. Oh, of course. <laughs> so Nick The year, Raiders, Vikings, probably a 6-win team. Just putting that out there, Nick. S- listen, I
3: the 6 wins feels a little harsh, but you're absolutely <laughs> right. 11 and 0 in one-score games is impossible, as is being 12 and 3 and having a point differential of 5. They're plus Five in point differential. They have one win less than Philly in the NFC obviously. Philly's plus 137. Minnesota is plus 5. Uh, ben Baldwin, I think it is, tweets out the list. Every 12-3 and 3 team in NFL history and what their point differential was. Nobody else has been less than plus 50. They're plus 5. They are to me a team. Everyone in the NFC is going to the difference between drawing San Francisco or Minnesota in round 1 is so drastic where I think you're going to if you have a team that has a wild card spot locked up and Minnesota's the 2 they're going to want to lose their final play their final regular season game they might not be in this position where they have the ability to do this just so they can get the 7 seed cuz I think Minnesota is right for the picking I totally agree with yeah, you They're looking like that, Packers 100%. or
4: Lions in uh the wild card game at or maybe Washington. I guess Washington's in the next. Washington. Mix. That's the New York a, yeah, Giants. Washington,
3: Seat- se- oh, you're writing off Seattle because they play your no, Jets. No, no, they're done. Seattle's se- you're you're, you're, se- they're, they're you're done, saying done. Seattle's it's done because <laughs> they play the Jets. There's Jason with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Lie News. Oh, my goodness gracious. Colin Coward's worst-case scenario. Baker Mayfield crushes Russell Wilson. That and the dirtiest player in football. Is a quarterback? We'll discuss all that next. Nick, right in for Colin on The Herd.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific.
1: only on DraftKings, the crown is yours.
0: Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred gambler or in West Virginia, visit www1800 gamblernet In New York, call 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 Plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CdKNG.co dkng.co for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom
2: of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise, set several generations after the last installment, in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
3: Welcome back in. Nick Wright in for Colin on The Herd. Lots still to get to, including the dirtiest player in the league somehow being a quarterback. But first, the NFL network is reported a bit ago. Nathaniel Hackett out to the Denver Broncos head coach. That should fix nothing. So, listen, Hackett was in over his head. You saw that in Week One, and then you saw it again in Week Two, and then he actually did. I think the savvy thing, which is recognize he's in over his head and bring in a guy to help him, you know, do the head coaching part of decision making. So that's fine. But the reason that Daniel Hackett is getting fired is not because he didn't understand clock management and situational coaching. The reason that Daniel Hackett is getting fired is he is the first of what will be many casualties of the worst trade in NFL history. Couple first, couple seconds, four players for a quarterback who yesterday was clearly far and away. The inferior quarterback in a matchup against Baker Mayfield. And I listen, Colin, it's not nice to talk bad about people. Certainly not nice to talk bad about people who aren't here to defend themselves. So I'm not here to take shots at my dear friend, mentor, and the man whose name is on this show, Colin Cowherd. But if I were to tell him at the beginning of the year that on Christmas Day, Baker Mayfield, on the Rams, because he got cut from the Panthers because he was so bad, was going to complete almost 90% of his passes, the team was going to score 50-plus points on, against his beloved Russell Wilson, who was going to start the game off with two picks on his first three pass attempts, have his worst game of the year that has had precisely zero good games, I think he would have said, I'm lying to him. Instead, it happened, and the only shocking part of yesterday was that the Broncos' defense appears to have given up, which maybe is why Hackett got fired. If the teams just quit, might as well get rid of him now. You can early start on the head coaching search. But the idea that, oh, now they can make a run at Sean Payton, Listen, I don't know Sean Payton the way Colin does. He's out in L.A. He's a colleague of ours. But because I'm in New York, I don't have a relationship with him. So I'm not speaking for Sean. But I would imagine Sean would want nothing to do with that situation in Denver. Nothing to do with it. It is an impossible contract for a terrible quarterback that also seems to be actively disliked by almost everyone that's worked with him and at some point and we'll talk more Tua later we got to start listening to the teams around these quarterbacks when it seemed like Seattle was okay with moving on from Russell Wilson when it seems like Miami wanted to replace Tua maybe they know something and we are now in a position where I and it's this isn't because I'm a baker guy which I am but is it what I'm about to say here is not because I'm a baker guy it's more because of what Russ has turned into over the next 5 years in this league Baker Mayfield will be a more relevant player than Russell Wilson I think Baker should probably stay in Los Angeles, back up Stafford for a year, and then see what the landscape looks a year from now. Maybe he gets in some of those games next year. Stafford's got some scary health stuff going on. It clearly He's had three games with McVay. Two of them he's had legitimate moments. The first game was awesome at the end. Yesterday was awesome for him throughout. Meanwhile, the Broncos are just stuck. They're a team that went From 1973, I think it was, until six years ago, without back-to-back losing seasons, and now, over the last six years, them, the Jets, and the Jags have been the three worst teams in the AFC from a record perspective, but at least the Jets and the Jags have real reason for optimism. The Broncos are headed in the wrong direction. Traded all those draft picks, made such a big deal about what that team was going to be, and it's a total disaster. And right now, this very moment, if the Broncos could trade straight up Russ for Baker and be done with Russ's contract and just have Baker in a walk here, they'd trade another three draft picks to do that, but there's no way to get out of that deal. Speaking of bad quarterbacks, Mac Jones. It is So Eli Apple said, Mac Jones, that this play you're about to see was dirty. It's undeniable that it was dirty. Here is what is shocking about this play, that it's not shocking. So watch Mac here, 10 yards away from the play, don't even know what the point of that is, other than I could hurt the guy. And we now have a growing catalog of Mac Jones – when given the opportunity to be dirty, choosing to be dirty. He gator rolled Brian Burns' ankle last year. This year, I think it was the Bears game, multiple times he kicked, he attempted to kick players when he was sliding. He did this. CBS didn't give us a replay of it, but after the Ramondre Stevenson fumble, he did something that caused three separate refs to throw a flag, and then he got called for unsportsmanlike conduct. I don't know that there is a more easy to dislike player in the league than a guy who's always yelling at his coaches, seemingly taking no accountability for his uh, for his role in the Patriots offense being terrible, and a guy who other than kicker plays the position where you have the least opportunity to be a dirty player, yet his usage rate on chances to be dirty and being dirty is like Russ in 2017. It's off the charts historic. It's simply unbelievable that he's doing this as a quarterback. Why well, I think the Packers actually lost yesterday. Next.
0: With your Amex card,
4: entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select campus events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
1: This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. Stores are great, but it's t-e-c-o-v-a-s.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today.